Good morning, good afternoon, good night, my dears. How's it going? Welcome to one more worldwide podcast. And it's, go it's going to be one of the best episodes because of, I'll tell you guys, uh, we are recording this podcast one day before it's released. So it's going to be, it's going to be really crazy. And before asking Guy, how's he going? Man, yesterday I figured out one dude because of 4th of July in the US, this guy, Joey Chestnut. He's, man, he, he's incredible. He, he actually ate six, 76 hot dogs yesterday and he broke his own record, which What? was 75 on the, wow. the previous year. So he ate 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes, in 10 wow. fucking minutes. Jesus. And wow. he's, he's crazy. <laughs> so I haven't, uh, oh, I, haven't really? I haven't ate this, this many hot dogs in my life, guys. Like literally, yeah, me, me too. Basically, yeah, and, and I'm already 24. So basically, <laughs> how's it going, Gabe? Before introducing our guest today, how's it going, bro? Hey guys, um, literally great. Yesterday was 4th of July, and believe it or not, I have American neighbors here, and they were doing a photo shoot with their flag right outside in the in the football course that we have nearby, just taking pictures, drinking beers, and everything. But then I asked them, "Yo, guys, where's the fireworks for tonight?" And they were like. No fireworks. It's illegal here. And I'm like, come on. Not even just one little firecracker. They're like, no, 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 no. So I was quite disappointed that I wasn't going to see some fireworks in here. But, you know, it's the way it is. At least I saw their photo shoot. It was nice. It was nice. So today, guys, we have the biggest country in the world. And we're going to talk about it, which is Russia. How are you guys feeling about this one? And it's a lot to talk about because you know one of the biggest countries the biggest controversies ever so let's talk about it for sure let's so, talk about it so vasco how's it going man introduce yourself how's it going thank you so well, much for accepting this this invitation bro yeah yeah of course uh yeah as as uh, the guys uh, said it was quite uh, short notice um but i'm i'm up to i'm up for any any kind of uh, short notice things i would say it's it's the thing about russia like we are really like spontaneous people and really like up to to do something on the spot whatever join things do things yeah, uh, about myself uh, my name is vasco like you can call me vasco but my uh like in russia uh, i would be called ilia that's my uh, russian name so vasco is coming from my last name Ilya Vasco is, uh, that's how it's written in my passport. Yeah. yeah. yeah Vasco. That was one of the things that we were talking about because Vasco is a Portuguese name. And uh, I remember when I saw uh, your first profile, uh, I was like reading Vasco and I was like, this guy is, has to be Portuguese, but he has like um, another number outside of Portugal. And now he told me that, yeah, it's your full name is uh, basically... Vasco is the last name and your first name is actually Russian. So it was quite nice. And it's basically like your stage name is Vasco. It's more uh, easier. It's easier to pronounce. It's, away, away. Yeah. So it does make sense. So in Russia, how, how do they call you? Ilya by your name or by your surname? So in Russia, we have um, actually three different words for like our names. We say the first name, then last name. And then we also have uh, our dad's name. Uh, so all mm. together, I'll be... Uh, Ilya Vasko Dmitrievich, but right. my first name is Ilya. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Nice, nice. And uh, Vasco, you are from Saint Petersburg, right? Or no? Actually, from Moscow. 
You're you're from Moscow. Oh, right? Almost almost got it right. Yes. <laughs> from Moscow, the capital. The capital. And I actually read once that Moscow is the um, one of the cities with the highest number of billionaires in the world. And I read it and I was like, yeah. who who wants to go there to leave it? And you're going to be the one who explains it all because I have no idea what's the life in Moscow, how people act, why people actually want to go there to live it, to live with their uh, high amounts of money. So yeah, talk us a little bit like how Moscow is, how the life there uh, is represented, how, how you grew up, what did you do? So I would say like, I'm not sure if, Uh, that's completely true. Maybe it is because, um, well, I would say the wealthiest man on the earth is uh, living somewhere in Russia for sure. It's uh, Mr. Putin. I <laughs> I'm completely confident that he's the the wealthiest man on earth. Um, I I'm not sure like if we have the wealthiest city because in New York, as I know, um, one of my friends told me that uh, the salary of like the lawyers can can be up to seven hundred dollars per hour in Russia, it's way less. Like the salary is uh, varies a lot. And I would say the average uh, living is uh, way uh, below normal in Europe. But still, I mean, we have a lot of people who are rich, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just read that and I was like, who wants to go there with all the money? So when everybody thinks of Russia, guys, we're talking about the largest country in the world. When I think of Russia, I just think of ice and just forests and everything. Because mainly Russia is just forests and it's not even uh, inhabited. Like there's no one living there in the most of the part of the country. So everybody just goes either to Moscow or St. Petersburg, right? They're like well, the we, have a lot of, ones. we have a lot of small cities uh, which are spread around the country. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, the country is huge. The country is enormous. And we have people living like on most likely, I would say, the on, on the borders of the country, like... Uh, in yeah. the center part yeah. not that much but people are spread all over the country yeah but as a, yeah you're right you're right people are living mostly in moscow or st petersburg but it's amazing that we can imagine that in russia we have people like really let's say westerner and also easterners you know we have like this east part of russia where people look like really asian which is amazing and we have this western part where you know all the stereotypes that people know like about you know those guys drinking vodka and kind of stuff so this is a really interesting thing about russia right yeah yeah like um i grew up in russia i lived there for 17 years then i moved to united states to study in high school and in the states i've met a lot of people who were actually telling me that i'm asian which like was completely surprised for me because like I would never say that I'm Asian, but they were like, because you're Russian, it means that you're Asian. Yeah. Even, even like uh, when we think about Asia, we normally think about uh, of the West uh, of the East part, mostly with Thailand, uh, Japan, China, but then mid- the, the Middle East is also considered Asia, but we don't really see it that way. So we yeah, can call sure. them Asians. Or even uh, some people like in the Philippines or in Indonesia, which kind of belongs more to Australia than actual Asia. So we always have these mixes since like Asia is such a big continent. But one question, and this is probably the biggest question that everybody has. How do you actually get around Russia with such a big country? Like if you want to go from west to east, how do you do it? Planes, right? Just by planes. 
Well, we have uh, actually our train system is really developed. Um, I'm not sure if anywhere else in the world, I mean, probably in, in Asia and China or Japan, yeah, they have like really good uh, tra- uh, travel system by train. But in Russia, our transportation used to be mostly by train because the country is so large. So we have um, the train which goes from one part uh, of Russia to another. And I think it takes them, it can take around 11 or 12 days to cross the country oh, oh, oh. by train. And is wow. it non-stop? Does it yeah, stop? Yeah, it's non- non-stop, no. no oh, non-stop. Like, no, no. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I think it stops, but like, uh, of course, like short stops, not like, you sure, know, a day stop. Yeah. Wow. Man, amazing. Imagine going from Moscow to Yakutsk, which is the coldest city in the world, right? <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my God. So have you been there? Okay. No, no, people, I would say people don't really travel. As you guys said in the beginning, uh, the most uh, famous popular cities are St. Petersburg and, and Moscow. And people usually go there, even like myself. I've only been to a couple of cities uh, in in Russia. I haven't, I've never been to like um, outside of the Ural Mountains, like on the Asia side. I've never been there. I, it's, it's cool, but you know, there's just, yeah, I've never been there. The infrastructure is not the best. Yeah, and even like not only accessibility, but maybe danger. Uh, like the wild animals that are there are mostly grizzly bears, no? What do you, or mountain lions or any of those animals? And there's no rangers. If there, if anything happens, you can't. You only can run basically. <laughs> well, well, the image of Russia uh, outside of Russia is a little bit distorted. I would say, people tend to think that russia is this cold country where everybody's like riding bears uh you know just drinking vodka it's not completely like that i wouldn't say i've never seen that in my life i've only seen bears in the zoo and um despite the fact that like yeah i haven't traveled a lot a lot i would say we do have uh life out there so like it's not just ice. exactly <laughs> actual people living in russia wow <laughs> yeah <Exactly. laughs> That is insane. So Amazing. throughout all of the country, do people just speak Russian or is there any other languages that are official to the country itself? We, um, we have Russian. We actually have a lot of, uh, like I would say, accents of Russian. So like if you travel to Asian parts, uh, you can meet people who speak Russian, but you, you will never really, you can like never understand what they're saying. Uh, their languages can be a bit different as well because they have like they're more Asian, as you guys said. Mm. And a fun fact is Russia, I think, has 11 time zones uh, spread oh. around the country. So mm. like, you know, uh, in one part I can wake up and then in the other part, the person can just go to bed because the country is so big. Wow. Different oh, time zones inside man, the same it's country. It's really huge. It's really huge. So Vasco, how come, man, you're living in Amsterdam now? How come this life that you you, you said if you you done college? No, I mean high school in the US and then move it to Amsterdam. How's it going? Yeah, yeah. Like uh um when I was 17, I decided that uh Russia wasn't necessarily in the place for me at that time. Like I decided to get my education from somewhere else, like just to see the world, because we tend tend to live in one country. And of course, if we live in that place, we tend to not like it or like we, we want to try more, sure, try sure. different things. So I, I was also always hearing um, this thing about the States. It's quite interesting because as a Russian, 
you have this perspective of the US as being like, you know, as a completely controversy, like a complete enemy, enemy, right? Exactly, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But for some reason, uh, people say that people split. It's like one type of people say that the states are the enemies and the other part say that states have like the best education, the best life. So I was kind of like splitting it between and then in the end I decided that, well, why not to try it myself? You know, instead of believing the people, I'm going to just try it myself and see what it is. That's so I went there. That's yeah, the yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I went there. I um, I went to high school uh, to junior year, junior and senior year, got a scholarship for, for playing uh, soccer. Whoa. As a goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, and and later I applied for college in uh, in Los Angeles. I'm so like I first went to Connecticut. It's a state between Boston and New York, like a summer in there and then i switched the coast also to see the other half you know of the country just to, to experiment i went there studying architecture and yeah spent like a year in los angeles yeah and actually vasco uh you were studying architecture but now you're studying a whole completely different field care to explain why the um, why this big switch uh of <laughs> of study fields yeah yeah like um so when I was studying in the States, I saw this um, trend of like education not being the most priority. People wanted to have fun and education was quite uh, the secondary thing, I would say. People wanted to enjoy their lives. People wanted to meet more people, party a lot. At that time, I was thinking, well, I'm here for studying. I mean, life, it's also cool, but I'm here mostly for studying. Mm -hmm. So I I decided to look for places where I can find uh, education. Um, I, and I had friends who studied in Europe and I was like, okay, maybe I should go to Europe. I checked the countries, I checked the places, Netherlands, uh, was the place apparently. So I checked Amsterdam, I checked the universities here and I, I couldn't find architecture in English because a lot of things here are in Dutch. So I checked the letter a, uh, like I was scrolling for architecture and I couldn't find it there. And I saw like artificial intelligence, which is, which was like, quite uh interesting it sounded quite interesting so i was like okay why not to apply and i clicked apply and i got accepted yeah so from architecture to oh. artificial intelligence <laughs> this is the Man. most fascinating thing and, and it was basically a lottery you know he, he he said he entered the website and then he was like looking for the a all right why not lottery, i a. love the letter a. artificial intelligence yeah i love my lottery. lucky let's go lucky letter lottery let's go let's apply for it <laughs> oh, amazing man and, now, and is it the like, first year of the uni or how long are you there um i'm here for since august so around around the year oh, okay mm-hmm. and what differences do you see like especially from the environment in the us uh in the their education and, and the people who are there to here in the netherlands because it must be a very big difference yeah, I would say the difference is uh, is big between Russia, between uh, America and the States and, and here. So like mm-hmm. those are three different places where I lived. And I can say that, uh, I mean, it's quite, it's quite an, ex- an experience. I can say that places are very, very, very different. Yeah. Uh, especially from Russia. Yeah. Russia because is even quite behind. R- Russian people. Do you think like Russian people are as reserved as Dutch people? Because like studying abroad in South European countries, uh, I see that people are more open, like Italians, Croatians, Spanish people. They're very open-minded. They're outgoing, energetic. 
And when you go up north to more Nordic countries like Netherlands, Denmark, Norway, they're more reserved. It's hard to get um, to try to be friends with some people because they tend to not like go out as much. Uh, is Russia like that or is it just like a, a stereotype that people have that Russian people are just on their own uh, minds and not really outgoing as well? I would say Russia is in the middle. Uh, it's similar to Nordic countries. People are quite cold comparing to Italians or comparing to um, Spanish people, for example. Yeah. But once they start drinking, I would say that's when the the fun part begins. That is Magic starts so <laughs> true. I had two Norwegian roommates and I kid you not, they were so reserved. Like they only talked mainly to the people that they really knew. But once they started drinking, they were like gremlins. I, I kid you not, they were like gremlins. <laughs> you couldn't stop them. And then when I brought them to my other friends, my other friends were like, why are they so crazy? Yeah, I must say I must say that um, once I was living in the states and like I was traveling quite often back um, home for my to see my parents. So uh, once I was traveling there, like once I sat in the plane and uh, the plane was landing in Moscow, I could clearly see the difference. Like you know, in the plane, you see you, like once you're in the clouds, you like yeah. you, you, you yeah. see the sun and everything is like colorful. Once the plane crossed the clouds. It was so gray, like to be honest, I, I don't know why. The picture was just gray. I, I entered, uh, I exited the airport and people weren't smiling. Like people were completely like looking down and yeah, just completely different life. And once I was, again, I was sitting in the plane and I was landing in, in the States or landing in Europe. It's like, it's like you're adding colors, you know, like to the old uh, black and white movie. <laughs> you're color correcting, basically, from Russia to, yeah. <laughs> to Netherlands, like a whole different yeah, Amazing, man. Uh, I, I've been to Russia, but I didn't be, I, I haven't been to the Russian continent, let's say. I've been to Kaliningrad, which is border with Poland mm -hmm. uh, for mm -hmm. the World Cup mm -hmm. in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I went by bus and... Now, I don't know if you guys know, but Brazilian passport is one of the few passports where you don't need a visa version. Mm. So it was actually very great. I didn't, I didn't, and I, I didn't have any visa and kind of stuff. I didn't have any ticket for going to the games. I just wanted to go to be in Russia at the World Cup. Yeah. And then I went to the FIFA Fun Fast right there. And man, I never seen too many drink, drunk people in one place, <laughs> never in my life. Everybody was drunk, even me. I was very drunk too. Uh, how, is, <laughs> but... how, is, how is Kaliningrad? How is Kaliningrad? Like, I've never been there, but I would say that uh, maybe it's more European. Uh, European yeah, it is. It is. It is. I, I couldn't feel like I was in Russia. It felt like it felt like Poland. Okay. It felt really like Poland, like the other countries where they speak language. Uh, it felt really like Lithuania or uh, Latvia. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty like I was, you know, one more, one more of those countries. But I can say I've been to Russia because it is a Russian part. It is. But it is, yeah. yeah, it was really amazing. It is. It was really amazing experience. Really amazing. The, uh, during the World Cup, I don't know, but the Russians were too happy because I really felt like you guys really like soccer. So yeah. People yeah. re were really into, really into, into us Brazilians, let's say. We were making parties right there and people were trying, hey, this instrument and kind of stuff. So it was crazy. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah I would say Russia is really similar to Brazil in this case and uh, Europe, many of European countries like uh, Portugal as well. And uh, like we are in, really into soccer, really into football. Even like as much as English people, I think in my opinion, like English people go the crazy, go the craziest like in other countries. But I bet that Russian people and even Brazilians in their own country, they're even crazier than England. And, it, and that's something <laughs> that tells me something. And one thing uh, that I heard about from someone actually here in the Netherlands is that uh, Russian, the Russian team in this European Cup wasn't allowed to play with Ukraine, right? Or in the World Cup. Not sure about that. Because uh, there, there was... A... Uh, during the Euro Cup, they, they changed the group stage where Ukraine couldn't play with Russia. Because of, of their small... Because of Crimea. Yeah, war. because of Crimea. What was this war based on? Uh, mostly? Such a, such a political mess. Uh, so basically back in the uh, 18th, 19th century, uh, Ukraine... No, Russia at that time gave the land of Crimea to Ukraine. And then, uh, I've, no, I think it was in... I might be I might be a bit wrong when it when it exactly when it happened, mm -hmm. uh, but then the Ukraine basically was owning it for a while, and then Russia was like, "Fuck, that's our land, give it to us back." Yeah, it's it's kind of like every war, even like with Palestine and Israel, like the wars begin with land. Like this land is mine, no, this land is mine, and then you just battle each other until everybody is just throwing bombs, and that's when it stops. Sounds like one piece, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy it's a little yeah. crazy but um but I, i didn't really understand why the teams couldn't play uh against one another would it be uh like a war on the field or actually between the countries to whoever won on that match i guess just between the fans right i, I guess mm -hmm. players don't don't take it to the field Yeah, yeah, I would say uh, as you, you're right. You're right. It's it's mostly the war is mostly between two cultures. Like we used to be one big country, or like uh, literally, like you know, our my grandparents uh, from my dad's side are Ukrainians, or like they they live in the Ukraine side. So I'm I must say like I I'm some part Ukrainian maybe, uh, if it counts. People in the USSR, I would say like it it wasn't really Ukraine. It was USSR. So mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter how you call it. For me, it's it's one big culture of uh people who used to speak the same language or like used to have the same roots so i wouldn't differentiate them but if people want to put boundaries if it's better for them yeah they can go with that yeah what would you say that was one of your most fun experiences uh, experiences in russia like a travel that you did inside your country or even like with friends somewhere else like your even childhood kind of stuff yeah um that's like very memorable that when you think about russia it's like the first memory that comes to your mind i have a really good friend in uh in russia from my high school from my school we were together for so many years um and we've done a lot of travelings together like we were going like just by car uh traveling during the winter or or summer going to many places in russia like lakes and just exploring russia like even not really further from moscow uh, but like moscow and around it mm -hmm. and i would say it's it's quite fun like one of the one of the stereotypes of, of russia i don't know if, if you guys know about it but russian 
Russia has really bad roads. Like <laughs> outside of Moscow, our roads are, are shit. Damn, so no highways? You're here in Brazil, man. Fuck. Huh? Oh God. So you, you guys don't have highways or like professional um no no of course roads? of course we do of course we do we have like good roads but i would say the quality of our roads for some reason sure. is bad like we have <laughs> holes and holes you, know, <laughs> you also you, you also might know in Brazil, you also might know the the driving culture in russia like you might have seen the videos of people just you know road raging and then driving crazy and accidents and all of this yeah, bro crap. I, I saw i saw a video which is amazing there was this russian uh, cop he was stopping the car and there was a guy trying to beat him uh, and he was wearing a power ranger uh, shirt and kind of stuff like a custom of power ranger and tried to fight with the cop and the cop was like hey arrest you and all of those you know <laughs> videos about russia are amazing man <laughs> really and it's true yeah the the videos that i see the most and it's with ukraine and it's with russia it's the guys who are jumping around trains and climbing uh, Ooh, buildings. Amazing. It's it's insane. It's like subway surfers in real life. It's what I call you guys. Subway surfers <laughs> yeah, in real yeah, life. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you do Man, actually I saw I saw a, a video guy that he was actually living in those trains that uh do you know the, those trains that transport um uh, charcoal? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the guy was traveling by this train alone, and he was recording himself. Like I saw that during yeah. the days, during the days, like oh, the first day I'm just here spending a day. I'm probably waiting on another train for going. Back. <laughs> Man, amazing, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. They're very enjoyable though. But Vasco, yeah. do you have any friends that uh, do that, or have you seen like in real life while walking by, you just like see some guys just doing parkour and just <laughs> climbing a building? <laughs> I, I think I yes I know some friends uh, from from friends, they do really crazy stuff. They climb on to the rooftops of the buildings and they they just hang from there. Like it's insane. Why they, I don't know why they do it, but they just find it fascinating and fun. I guess like adrenaline, you know. Yeah, and it's like rush. like you 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 just you're there and uh, there is no ground below you. Like it's just so insane. They just love to do it. But those videos are enjoyable, but I don't think they earn money for uh, enough money for that. Because if something no. goes wrong, it's just no, like, oh, no. yeah, sure, you're just no. so one life thing, changing. Are you guys allowed to have like big festivals in Russia, uh, like to to get international artists into the country? Do you guys have it? I would say so. A little bit begin like uh, giving you some prehistory. Russia is, I would say, is quite behind uh, in everywhere. In for like I would say uh, twenty, maybe thirty years, starting from uh, I don't know any everywhere, anything, anything truly. Moscow is is really developed. Uh, if you see pictures of Moscow, it's like really tall buildings, like you know Moscow City. You can uh, check it out. It's 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 truly amazing. It looks like New York, but Everything else, um, I would say it's quite quite behind. And even though like the states and Europe has uh, have like the festivals going for many many years, Russia is just starting. I would say with the festival culture, like those years, um, two three years ago, we are launching the bigger festivals, like where we try to bring uh, more more people from the outside and doing like do some bigger events, uh, not like 
just a small party outside of Moscow or in Moscow, but like something uh, insane, like big, where people from all over the country just go there. Yeah, and, uh, because that's the main thing. Something. A lot of festivals with international artists can bring people to the country. Like I would say, if I wasn't working here in the Netherlands, I probably wouldn't come here if there wasn't like a big event that would push me here. And it would probably be the same with Russia. If you imagine there was like a festival with artists that I would really like to see, I would probably go to Russia because I would see the, uh, the tickets there and I would see, oh, this is not that expensive. And then I would go there and then I would see, okay, Russia is not uh, as I thought it would be. It's actually much better. It's much more developed. The people are actually pretty uh, nice. Sure. And that's the, yep. um, and a lot of countries need that push to get people in there. Yep. A, lot is, yep. a lot is like with marketing and just trying to build the image with other uh, platforms or just like packages to travel there. But others, especially for young people, since they don't really buy those packages, it has to be something that kind of motivates them to want to go to that, own, uh, to that same country. So festivals is uh, it will come. a big one. It will come for sure. It will come for sure. I really I, hope so. Yeah. Like you guys know about the festival called Burning Man in the States? Mm-hmm. It's a Burning Man, yeah. Burning Man. It's a huge yeah. festival uh, for seventy thousand people, um, happening in Nevada, in in a desert. So, and there are quite a few iterations, so like uh, of Burning Man. I would say happening in uh, somewhere in around the world. Yeah, yeah. Like in Africa, I think there's something, and there is also something in uh, in Russia. Like it's a small Burning Man thing. It's it's way less people, uh, and it's mostly for Russians, but it's happening as well. So. If any of you want to go to Russian festivals, yeah, like you're Burning gonna man, have fun. For a sure. lot of fun. Yeah, I feel I feel like the the stereotypes cues a lot of the tourism in Russia, right? Because before the World Cup, I didn't have you know this feeling like uh, I want to go to Russia, you know. So it was a kind of a good excuse for me to go there and see that the country is actually is pretty normal and and it's pretty amazing. Like people are very you know welcoming there. Um, there are not many things for you to be afraid of. Of, of course, you have to take care of like all, the, all those countries that you go alone at night and kind of stuff. Yeah, people have to take care of while you're traveling alone. But, you know, I, I have this feeling that the, the stereotype skews a lot and makes people afraid of going to Russia, you know. Okay, I have a question. What, what are you guys mainly afraid of when you hear about Russia? Okay, so I would say for most people is the amount of wars that we hear about. That was not caused by Russia, but Russia was uh, uh, accomplice in some way or was uh, in the conversation when the war, like the Cold War, any of those wars, people always say that, oh, Russia started or Russia had like something big uh, that was a big part of it. So that is probably the main fear of people. So it's good to have someone like you to come here and actually explain that no stuff is not really like that. And um, and yeah, that's probably one of the biggest. And I guess people like uh, I'm talking about myself. Like before going that, I've been there and I'm I'm, I'm amazed about the country. Really want to go back and uh, know Saint Petersburg and Moscow too. But be- but before uh, and people was telling like, hey, you're you're kind of black. Uh, you're not. Is it isn't good for you to go there because people are like beating you and kind of stuff and can mug you and because it's like a country without law and, and i couldn't see this man right there maybe, maybe i suffer more racism here in brazil than in russia I, I, that's it like people are really amazed by me they treat me really nice and i couldn't feel i couldn't feel any danger in there for sure 
Okay, okay. Let me let me tell you something to people who are listening as well, and people who are planning to come to Russia. Uh, in Russia, you will be treated most likely as uh, as a king. Who, like, if you speak English, especially if, uh, for like, yeah, same thing with girls and same thing with guys and and like whatever, like relationship wise. If you speak English, the person, the Russian person, would immediately think that you are like, oh wow, you're so cool. Like you can speak English it means like that you're like uh, smart, you know, with, with money and and many many things and, and like and just interesting to to talk to because in Russia we have this stereotype that if you speak English, if you're coming from abroad, then you're cool. So whoever comes, if you're a tourist and you come there and you want to chill with the natives, you're gonna be accepted for sure. That's very nice. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I felt really, I felt really welcoming there. Yeah. Most than, for example, um, let's say countries like Belgium and even in, I've been to, I've been to, um, I forgot this country, uh, Lithuania. I've been to Lithuania and it was kind of, people was like, hey, you're Brazilian. I, I was a kind of exotic to, for them, you know? So they were like, you know, they, they didn't know if it, they are treating me good or treating me wrong. I don't know if, if it was a, you know, a kind of isolated case by when I've been there. But in Russia was amazing, amazing man. During the World Cup, I was I was drunk, man. Maybe 23 hours of the of the 72 <laughs> hours that I've spent in there. So it was amazing. Really, really good memories of Russia. And we For also sure. have some other countries that may even have like more surprises when uh, foreigners go into their country, like more developed countries. Like even if if we go to the Nor- Nordic countries, France. yeah. A lot of them just are surprised by people who are from the Middle East or anything. But then Russia, who is like this country that people deem that is like dangerous and has uh, angry people that they're not really good. It may surprise them because they're actually even more welcoming. And yeah, they treat them better. Yeah, yeah. It's Uh, just uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, just just completing this. Like um, people, people have this Im- image. Like American people want to go to France and kind of stuff, go to the Eiffel Tower. But for sure, if they go to Russia, they be really treated very well. If you compare to to the treatment there in France, if you speak English in France, they will be judging you. They yeah. want you to speak French and kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically tr- really different treatments. If you compare both countries. Yeah, I must say that uh, for my graduation, I f- it was the year when um, when I came back from the States, like when I was studying in, the, in high school and my year of my high school was graduating. I came there and um, I was just trying to make my friends, people who I studied with and who graduated this year, that year, uh, to, to speak more English. So, you know, we went out to the street after the, the whole ceremony and I was like, okay, guys, today we're going to be speaking English, just English with whoever you meet on the street. Like, you know, from the stores, from, from people like approaching you, asking what direction you are just going to be speaking English to them. And I must say that it was a good experience because people were like the majority of people don't really speak English. But once you try speaking English with them, they also tried speaking back to you. Yeah, so and- this is this is the good thing. And also some people can join in. I think that's the big problem. And that was something that I was quite surprised by Croatian people is that they're so welcoming. They speak English always. And that really, really makes me so happy. 
And then you have other countries, like obviously we talked about France, but even we are here in the Netherlands and a lot of people here, especially Dutch people, they don't really uh, tend to speak English unless like unless there's really just one person who, who's there that's, that's speaking English. And even then it's like, for them it's like- Yeah, because uh, they already that... speak really good English now. Let's yeah, say yeah, that the, the Netherlands is one of the best English qualities, let's, let's call it. You guys are- No, no are, native country, right? right. right? Right, but uh, what I experienced for, uh, in here, living in uh, like for one year. So I uh, live on campus of Aurenstere. It's uh, one of the biggest campuses in Europe. Of course, it's not comparing. It's you just cannot compare it to the states where campuses have like for you sure. know fifty, sixty thousand people. <laughs> yeah. In here, we have only like you know three, four thousand people, which is still a lot for one yeah. campus. And. I would say the most number of Dutch people who I've met, they were nice, but they were like nice um, just in a kind of like a small talk thing. Mm -hmm. Mostly once Dutch there are English. a lot of Dutch people, they they tend to speak Dutch as well, which is, I mean, fine. It's their language. Yeah. yeah nothing sure, nothing sure. wrong about it. For sure. But I do see that big difference between German people and Dutch people. When we actually do our... our um, podcast of the Netherlands, I really wanted to, to talk about this because I think German people are a bit more outgoing to actually talk with other uh, nationalities than Dutch people. And I always had this idea in my mind that, okay, the people from the Netherlands are so liberal that they just talk to whoever they, they, uh, they want. But then I had so many German friends that I think they actually are more uh, open-minded and welcoming to, um, to actually Dutch people. And that was quite a big surprise when I came here. Definitely. As a comparison, if I may, as a comparison of American people and Dutch people coming from uh, architecture background. So you can see the houses, the differences in houses. And I, I can also like uh, give this uh, image to people as well. You have similar houses like villas. Let's say you, we take a typical villa in the States. In, uh, in Los Angeles, let's say, or Miami, like whatever. There's, it's a big house with uh, big windows, but on the inside, you see like the curtains or, you know, something which blocks the blinds, which blocks the, the, the sun um, or like mainly blocks uh, people on the outside to see the inside. Like, you yeah. know, so homeless people don't get, don't get in and don't, get, don't, don't uh, interfere with people inside. In um, the Netherlands, I would say windows are huge they're they're be really really big but there is no curtains on the inside it means that people are like they don't give a shit they're they're welcoming you and uh we can really compare the cultures like this in the states things are open but on the inside they're kind of closed in the netherlands things are also open but there's no curtains on the inside so everything can just go in completely like you know and people are open on the inside mm -hmm. that is true that is true i really think when you actually start to Uh, getting to more with the um, with Dutch people, they are very open and they are even more welcoming. But um, yeah, it's with any Nordic person, they're a bit more reserved, so we really have to try. So that is yeah, the main the main main thing I would say. And uh, as a as a Russian, like a, just adding a Russian culture as well, since I'm Russian, I can say that uh, we are similar in a way to Brazilians. We since our country is slightly poor. I would say people yeah, are poor. Yeah. Country, country is rich. The people are poor in the country. <laughs> we are in the uh, same economic block. We are right? in the really similar. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. People <laughs> tend to have really big um, guards, uh, like 
so nobody can enter their their territory like they have really yeah. big uh yeah. how do you say it? guards yeah yeah mm-hmm. everywhere so that's i mean people are also open but they're just a bit uh, afraid that some threat is going to come from the outside i mean sure, similar sure. to similar to brazil yeah no yeah. for sure it's a really thing for undeveloped countries you know like really being reserved by by the sport you know because uh, as as we you be, we begin in this episode we are saying that there are a lot of billionaires but there are people that doesn't have money for eating you know exactly. so yeah like people are like struggling for eating for having a, a meal in the following day so we have this really um yeah, really massive difference between the classes yeah. you know like yeah, massive inequality. Is, yeah, and for for unfortunately, uh, in really Russia, massive, there is really no middle class. I would say there is a lot of uh, poor people and a lot of rich people, and poor people just way too much, than way too more than uh, rich people. Yeah, and that yeah, is one yeah, thing yeah. I actually love about it, the Netherlands. It is unbalanced. It's the Netherlands is probably one of the countries that I don't think it has poor people. I've never seen a homeless person in here. There, yeah, there is. It's incredibly rare to see a homeless person here in the Netherlands, and everybody has like a good amount, of, a good amount of money to actually live well, not just survive. And I really, really love that about the country. Yeah, uh, it's it's all about the government system here, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because if you're unemployed in the Netherlands, you for sure earn a lot of money, as uh, like people earning, let's say, with a um, really basically. Um, spot there in portugal for example 600 like, like the minimum wage in portugal is 600 euros i uh, for sure the go the, the dutch government give for unemployed people more than 600 oh yeah euros, even like times which two is, that which is insane times two yeah. <laughs> times of the I amount f- for sure i think the minimal wage in russia um let me calculate it uh, real quick um do you guys have uh, a different currency or do you guys uh, have euro? We have a different currency. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. it's called rubles. Rubles. And they're rubles. Yeah, they're like around, right now they're around 91 uh, euros, 90 rubles. So it's quite quite bad. Oh, okay. Uh, so the minimal <laughs> wage in Russia is less than 200 euros. Wow. Less than 200 euros. That is insane. Uh, the same here in Brazil. I would say... I would say 200 euros, basically, the minimum wage. It's really, man, It's if you compare, th- th- there is no comparison, you know, for sure. Yeah. But despite despite the low salaries, people are still happy. And uh, sure, yeah, you, everyone is welcome. You know, there's, it's not a problem. Yeah, that is true. Man, it's not, it's not about money. It's about being happy, you know. That's yeah, why yeah. this podcast in, in Portuguese, it calls uh vibe millionaires so you're we're millionaires and we have because we are happy you know that's what we bring in here and even like it's i i see that not only because of the money but because of the weather like there are so many countries that the minimum wage is very low but the people are so happy because of the weather but then you have countries like sweden and norway that have a, a lot of um, a high suicide rate because suicide, the weather yeah is just off the top it's just always cloudy and rainy and we kind of have that uh now and the salaries there are enormous like really, yeah, enormous, really, they're but, really well paid but because they can't really do much uh with the money because they're always stuck at home because since it's always raining and it's always snowing 
he gets that big, big depression and money can't solve anything. About the weather, Russian women, I would say, they tend to stay super young because of the weather. I would say, I don't know, maybe because it's colder. It's slightly colder than the usual temperature in Europe. Like for some reason, if you look at the average uh, women who are in their 40s, 50s, they, they look quite young. Hmm. Oh, man. Is it, is it like a trend or just like, okay. I think it's Maybe. because the skin doesn't wrinkle because like the sun kind of wrinkles the skin in a way and makes you grow older even more. And uh, yeah. the cold like constrains your skin and it doesn't let you have any wrinkles yeah. or yeah. cause yeah. anything. But then you are very white. You have no tan. <laughs> You're just a, a polar bear. Yeah. That is nice. Exactly. So what would you say would be the most like unknown and cool places in Russia? Like outside of Saint yeah, Petersburg. Like people, yeah. yeah, people doesn't I know and kind of stuff. I've heard uh, that Saki is very nice man, because of the beach and kind of stuff. Yes, yes. Uh it's Sochi. it's called Sochi Sochi. Yeah. Sochi, Sochi. There was um it was it winter or summer Olympic Games? Uh, I think 2014. I think it was winter. Uh, it's it's a really really good place, especially there's a place called um, in Russian Krasnaya Poliana, which in English would be a red um, a red a red place. I think it's it's not translatable. I think it's called Krasnaya Poliana. Uh, it's where the winter part of the olympic games was like in, in the mm. mountains it's it's amazing yeah. it's it's really amazing it's it's beautiful it's uh, only like a one hour away from sochi and usually like i would say if we're talking about the rich people they probably live there oh yeah i i could see a lot of you know jet skis uh during the, <laughs> the summer and kind of stuff yeah, people have a lot of money there I've heard about one lake too. I don't know the name. I, I, I don't know Russian. Lake, <laughs> lake is called like really Baikal. probably 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 Baikal. which is amazing too. I, I could I could see the landscape right there in the, in the photos. Were, wow! Amazing. I think it's the biggest uh, not salty lake in uh, in the world. Ooh. Okay, uh, the non salty lake or the biggest? Okay, non salty non salty lake. So you don't float. You you go down. Yeah, it's, it's just a normal, down. just a normal lake <laughs> where you can drink water from. Yeah. <laughs> you just drown. You just drown. You, you just drown. It's just a normal lake that if you don't know how to swim, you die. <laughs> oh god. So one. Where thing... is it? Is is in this? Is it close to Moscow or this lake? No, in... no. It's in the Asia part of uh, of oh, Russia. Far. Like, oh, it's yeah, in like east really part. Far, far yeah, away. Yeah. Far away. Oh yeah, yeah. That is insane. If you so ever want to go there, you spend one week. If it's winter, to... if it's winter, is it is it you know like oh if, ice if it's or... if it's winter, it's amazing. It's there's really? a wow. huge amount of ice because it's in a in a quite cold area. I would say it can be around negative thirty degrees maybe in winter there. And like it's it's really beautiful. Like it's huge. And you, people go like you know racing there on the cars and like you know buggy wow. racing. It's it's amazing. Buggy racing on the ice. Yeah, yeah. On the ice. Yeah. Wow. 
it's it's Crazy. so easy to turn a buggy around just in a normal in, in a normal golf course. I can't imagine in ice. It's just yeah. Imagine imagine drifting stop. on the white drifting the ice drifting there. is amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you literally and don't stop. You're drifting for eternity. The thing is, you do one, <laughs> you're you're always going. Or if the you have is... chains on your tires, that kind of stuff. Oh, that, that that will help. The lake is so huge. The lake is enormous. So if you um like go out of the of the car and like the storm starts there's a big chance of not finding um any like anyone because the lake is just insanely big oh it feels like open water yeah wow wow yeah. that is crazy that and is answering answering your uh, answering your question uh, about like how much it would be to go there i would say it would be quite quite cheap uh to fly there or to go there by train from Moscow, it would be quite cheap, especially oh, for wow. people who come from outside of Russia. Yeah. Okay, I actually had no idea. That is very nice. One question: Do you guys in uh, Saint Petersburg do you have transports to Finland, or um, do Russian people not travel to Finland, even though it's so close by? They do. They do. They quite often people go to Finland. Of course, you need a visa because Russia is one of the countries mm -hmm. which had, like, you, as we began in the. Uh, request big, a lot of yeah, visas like, to go in. you need yeah. to get visas to anywhere probably in Brazil, I feel you bro I feel, I feel you bro <laughs> I, feel, I feel you so uh, yeah but if you have the visa people go to Finland quite often by plane or by car even it's a big, a big by boat I saw uh, once I was uh, googling it like go, going to St. Petersburg and if you go to want to go to Helsinki you, you, you actually have a, a boat to go there I don't know uh, how long do, does it take to go? But probably fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would love to travel to from Saint Petersburg to um, to Brazil one day just for fun. <laughs> oh, you man, know? feel free, bro. Like it, it is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it is quite a difference, especially like n not just in weather, but like everything, like people, environment, food. Yeah. What do you guys actually now that I actually said food, I just remembered. What do you guys eat in <laughs> Russia? Uh, vodka, vodka, and okay, <laughs> stereotypes. Yeah, that makes sense. So just potatoes. Just, your, just oh, so I, I would be I, I would become a kind of war between you, between you guys and the Polish. I used to live in Poland, and people were saying that the pierogi was Polish, and people from Russia say no, pierogi is now, or and we call it kind of stuff. And, and I don't know. How do you guys? There is, there is also it? there is also a big war of uh, who created vodka because some people yeah, say yeah, that yeah. it was uh, a Russian guy, some people say it was a Polish guy. So it's, yeah, like it's, it's endless, yeah. But Russian food is uh, Russian food is good. Russian food is good. It's uh, quite different. But if you look at uh, the countries, I would say names are different. But if you travel and you see other countries, other cultures like Asia, you can see quite some similarities. We have dumplings. We have a lot of a lot of types of dumplings, with oh. cherries, with potatoes, uh, with meat, um, and like they're called either pelmeni or vareniki. They can be sweet or sour. Pelmeni. Okay, mm -hmm. nice. Uh, uh, in Poland, they have cream. this ruski pierogi, which is um, a dumpling made of um, a kind of cheese, really really weird cheese, which is amazing. Like mm -hmm. I don't know how it's made of and and onion amazing mm -hmm. man amazing amazing yeah yeah in russia we like they're also have the same they're, they're called the same pierogi 
uh, and they can be they can have anything inside from jam to onions, uh, potatoes, as you said, cheese. Really, really beautiful. But you might also probably know about borscht, our famous soup. Borscht, like, yeah, which is as made of beet, right? Yep, yep. Amazing. I, I really amazing. like it. Really like it. And if you look at our cuisine, you put a lot of sour cream everywhere to soup, <laughs> yeah. to to anything. Yeah, like no. just, just you know, we buy those huge sour cream boxes and we just, just oh my everywhere. Just, I don't know why, but I feel that any uh, country with like um, a very negative temperature, on, on they the always coffee, yeah, they Poland. always like tend to use a lot of sour cream or just like sour uh, sauces on their food. Like even Norway, Sweden, and Finland, they use uh, a lot of sour cream. I remember my mm -hmm. Norwegian <laughs> roommates, they were always eating something with sour. And it was like insane. Like every meal, they had a sour sauce on top of something. Yeah. Yep. A beef, or whatever it is. It's just like they love sour. Is your dog, uh, does your dog want to enter the, the podcast? Fuck, oh, yeah, man. Go, <laughs> going in. out and coming in. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's like my dog. My dog is always. Uh, He's going with his claws on the door, and then I open, and then he wants to go out again. Always, always, always. Yeah, I, I have this dog since, like, you know, my childhood. So she's now 17 years old. 17. She can't hear. Yeah, she can hear and kind of stuff. <laughs> so she's like, just want to sleep somewhere. And she's barking for me to open the door and to close. What are the weirdest pets you've ever seen somebody had? Like, uh, hmm. I don't know. Uh, a crocodile here in Brazil. Sure. Seriously, somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody has a crocodile. Yeah. Somebody had a crocodile as a pet. Oh my pet. god! I mean, yeah, that was the worst. You were the most in, exotic in, for sure. In the U.S., Vasco, so you probably saw some weird stuff as well. Some raccoons in someone's <laughs> house. <laughs> it, I would say it wasn't really about the weird animals. I would say it was about weird people, how people were treating animals. Because in, especially in Los Angeles, like in Santa Monica or in Venice. Uh, people, if you're vegan and you have, if you have a cat or a dog, you treat your pet as well, similar to your your health style. Like you also make your cat or or dog vegan, and they have like those places for for pets which are vegan. It's it's so insane. It's like people Man, are are going crazy, nuts. Yeah, that that is too weird. Like especially like because animals, especially dogs and cats, are carnivorous. Yep. If you change their like diet. That literally fucks up their whole yep. organism. Yep. So yep. yeah, it's weird. It's but the I would same imagine thing like trying to give um, lettuce to a snake, you know, so it won't work, yeah, man. It, it wouldn't go well. It wouldn't go well. <laughs> yeah, the, the snake would probably eat you right afterwards. Sure, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Like, I, hey, human, don't give me this lettuce. I want you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But but in Russia, do is it actually true that people have bears? Like everybody <laughs> talks about it, and I'm sure it's true, and he will say it, it is not true, but I will still continue to believe it's true. I don't care. I know that Russian people have grizzly bears in their home. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Like I just called my my family, and and there's they got another bear. Like yes, I because I left, <laughs> my room is just filled with bears. You know, we're drinking constantly. Now it's one more. Riding a bear to school—that's the. Oh yeah, life. yeah. That's if you live not far away from school, then you can get a bear. But if you live quite far, then you have to change a couple of bears on the on the way to school. Oh my God, bears are amazing. The, are the new bikes in Russia? <laughs> I love it. You also have an app for calling your 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 yeah, bear. It's called it called Bear Uber. Boom. 
Bur- 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 yeah. <laughs> you pay, so you choose your bear and it's going to be 15 euros per month you got your own bear, bear. the bear chooses you and you yeah the bear chooses, chooses, you. Bear chooses you so you have to go to an expert so he actually can, can see who the who he wants for the bear that, as oh. you guys know russians don't really have a lot of power to choose starting from the president and ending up in many many other yeah. things yeah. oh my god <laughs> Actually, the only times that I see Putin in pictures, he's like uh, on something. Like he's on a, a horse. He's on something. Always. He's, he's never like still <laughs> somewhere. He's always yeah, doing he, something. He's like a sporty guy. If you, if you begin with this horse thing, uh, is it true that after the you know clubs, people are actually offering horses for you to ride after being drunk? Because I have a friend, Brazilian friend, who, who was in the World Cup. And people were, and he was very drunk after the club. And he was saying that people were offering a horse ride after the club for him. And he, he took a horse to go to his holster and kind of stuff like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. I would say during the World Cup, uh, it was a lot of, lot of weird things happening in Moscow and uh, in other cities in, Moscow, in, in Russia. So I wouldn't even be surprised if, yeah, if that's the thing. <laughs> that is amazing. Insane. So, guys, we are coming to the end of our podcast. Oh, Vasco, thank you so much for this. Man, it was a kind of, you know, class that you gave us. We've learned a lot yeah, uh, yeah. from Russia and also from ar- architecture, of course. <laughs> and Gil wants to make this question like we do this question every episode um, before ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel free, bro. And it's actually very nice because you probably asked this quite a lot when you came here to the Netherlands. So uh, what is the thing that makes you the most proud of being Russian? So when you came here to the Netherlands or even when you went to the US, which like Russian is such a big topic uh, and people said, oh, you're Russian. And you, what would you say to them that like makes you proud of being Russian? So they would understand like your culture, your uh, way of living, something like it. I would say being different. Russians... So Russians tend to be different in many aspects. They try to be not average in many things. Like since they cannot really, uh, since the country uh, makes them in a way poor, or like I would say a lot of people are not as um, yeah, wealthy, they try to be different in other aspects. Um, if they cannot get the, in like, you know, different in money-wise, they try to be different in, in mind-wise. Mm-hmm. So I would say people have different mindset regarding many things and our uh, problem solving is quite on the on a really interesting level like we russians are known for being like you know this mathematicians or like you know people yeah. who play chess so this is uh, one thing i'm proud of wow yeah amazing man I- i've heard a lot uh, i used to be really into math uh, mathematics when i not math guys <laughs> that's a drug <laughs> the mathematics <laughs> When <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, and yeah, we had we had a lot of you know Russian questions and Russian uh, problem solving uh, techniques, which was amazing. Like re- you guys were really good in, into mathematics, and also man, uh, I saw your Instagram and your barber shop, and there are a lot of courses of Russian barber shops. Like they're really good. Like it's well known that the Russians are really good at cutting and having a haircut. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, and. You, and, you really guys are really really topic on those things and mm-hmm. i will say like uh guys for our listeners 
uh, I actually met Vasco because he cut my hair. I messaged him <laughs> and I went to cut my hair and it was him. And from then on, we became friends. And I have to say, uh, there are some people who take actual like courses, like very expensive courses in barbershops and they weren't as good as Vasco was. Like Vasco only took like some small courses, as he told me, and he cuts hair like he dominates the market. Like very well with a very good expertise. Like Thank you. I was very impressed. And yeah, maybe that's maybe that's like a Russian skill. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's a Russian skill. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for advertising uh, me as a barber. Oh, for I sure. must say, I must say that when uh, and we're yeah at the end of the of the podcast. And I want to share some little thing what I'm working on. So I'm doing this uh, little project of mine at the, the university, together with my university. We're developing an app, uh, which might or might not, we'll see. I'm really rooting for it. It will be. It will be quite popular everywhere. So uh, just just take some time. For sure, Vasco. Uh, it's called. It's gonna be called Tangle. So hopefully, it's gonna be uh, a next boom. Yeah. Okay. Just. What yeah. is it about? Do, do, do your marketing, man. If, if you can say or not. It's a, it's a revolutionary platform which uh, will change people's uh, way of living. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. All right. That's good enough hype. So there For you sure. go, guys. Dangle. Shoot out to Tangle. Shoot out. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, uh, is it spelled Dangle or Tangle? With Tangle. T-A-N-G-L-A. Okay. okay, Tangle. That's, that's a cool name. Then it's six. Very six. It does. All right. Thank you so Pasco, much. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you. It was thank amazing. You amazing you. to having you here. And amazing, amazing. So, guys, uh, for our listeners, don't forget to follow our podcast. We are on Spotify. We are in all platforms that you're looking for. And also follow me on Instagram. It is a Portuguese name, but no worries. It's really <laughs> easy to spell. So, at Os Milionários de Vibe. So you go there and follow us. And thank you for one more World Wide Podcast. I, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much, Gabe, one more time for being for with sure, me. Always. This thank journey, bro, around the world. And Pasco, thank, thank, uh, you, guys. thank you so much. And good luck with your app. Good luck with your barber experiences. And yeah, amazing. Yep. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, See if you, you wanna... guys in two ciao, weeks. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. <laughs>